Strong Enough merch is now available. Go to strongenoughpod.com and see all the things that you can get to show your strong enough pride, as well as remind people and yourself that you are strong enough and you are worth it. Welcome to the Strong Enough Podcast, where we talk about the challenges and celebrate the triumphs of people just like you. I'm your host, Claudia. Today's guest is going to share what it was like growing up and realizing she is clairvoyant. She's going to explain exactly what that means and how it can be helpful if you're healing from trauma or want to understand the barriers in your life. Please help me welcome Julia Harrell. Julia, how are you today? Doing great. Thanks for having me. I am so excited that you are here and I have to share with everybody that we have quite the connection. I would say a connection I've never shared with another guest before. You got to tell the story. I got to tell the story. So a couple weeks ago, we were in Dallas. We were at an amazing event that was a three-day, just phenomenal interaction of people and ideas. And I walk in on the first day and I had had approximately four hours of sleep because my flight was delayed. So I walk in and the first person I see is you. Hello. (laughs) Exactly. Very welcoming, very friendly. We begin to chat and I don't even remember how it came up, but we started talking about where we were from. And I said, I'm from Martinsville, Virginia, and nobody ever knows where that is. And I have to say, oh, you know, there's a speedway there. And then they kind of look at me like they know, but you can tell they really don't know. And that's not what happened in this scenario, or as I like to call them, scenarios. That's not (laughs) what happened at all. You perked up. And what did you say in response? No way. I'm from Martinsville. <laughs> that is what she that said. That never, ever happens. It's a small town, everybody, y'all. <laughs> yeah, right. Tiny town. I don't even know how many people, at least two, because we're sitting here. But then you might gets... think, you might think, oh, wow, that's that's crazy, Claudia but and wait, Julia. There's more. What a story. Right. We are not done yet. Then... You asked, I think. No, like, you just offered. Oh, I offered. I yeah. lived on Corn Tassel Trail. And what did and you say? No way. I grew up on Corn Tassel Trail. <laughs> That's impossible. We're in Dallas. I live in California now. This is insane. Insane. I live in Colorado now. So, Julia and I lived like four <laughs> blocks from each other. In childhood, I don't think we knew each other, uh, but then you asked me if I knew somebody. Oh, that's near, that's near yes. you know, the beagles in the backyard, you know. Right. Like, and that was my best friend growing up. Yep. So, And one of my buds, too. People, The, the older just, sister. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> I'm just saying... Everything happens for a reason. You meet the people that you are meant to meet. And so it was amazing for me, for the first person that I walked in when I was not ready to be sociable, you know, needing to gear up 
to even talk to people, and this is who I meet, a a neighbor. Yeah. From from a few years ago, not many, but a few years ago. You still have a little bit of accent to it. Just it reminds me of home. I don't know how you did that. But I to keep it. don't know. Um, I have tried to get rid of it and can't, so it's just here. To I stay. love it. Keep it. So yeah, so I'm just gonna keep it. So anybody else, if you're watching or listening and you are from Martinsville, we want to hear about it. I'm sure we know you or your cousins. Right. So let us know. <laughs> Julia, other than the fact that you are originally from Martinsville and you also lived on Corntassel Trail, I would love it if you would share a little bit about yourself with the audience. Well, I'll give you the the current title. <laughs> I'm a clairvoyant and a spiritual development coach. But when I was growing up in Martinsville, I was riding a unicycle and playing my drums. And all about marching band and band, 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 band all day long. And went to music school and still music, 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 band, 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 band all day long. Very active, very sporty, uh, very much outdoorsy. I didn't realize until later a lot of the going outdoors and uh, loud drumming and stuff was to shut out some of the noise I was picking up energetically. <laughs> didn't learn that until much longer. But, you know, it was a good place to grow up, I have to say. I, I probably, have no complaints. I don't know how many laps I did around the, the lake living there on my bike or unicycle or walking. It's It's really pretty. It's beautiful. I I did many running laps. Uh, and so now I have to go back and ask my mom if she remembers the unicyclist. You mentioned something as you were talking that I think might be a little interesting to some people. And I want to dive into it. And that is clairvoyant. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people feel like it's woo-woo, as we talked about before we started recording, I would love for you to share how you realize this about yourself and what part it has played in your life going forward. Yeah, great. Well, the word clairvoyant just means clear seeing. And the idea for me is that I didn't grow up thinking I'm seeing your auras and your future and any of that. No, not at all. I was more sensitive, intuitive, and I thought about things outside of the box. I remember lying in bed, looking up at the ceiling and going, I know there's all these galaxies and all this stuff going on, you know, but I didn't know how to, uh, I didn't know what to do with all that, you know, because we go to church and we go to school and we go to brownies, right? That's what we do. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I did. And, and, and I loved it. So there was a big missing chunk of me growing up that I didn't have voice for. And I think there were problems with it for me with the sensitivities, because I knew if somebody was telling a truth or a lie. And so anybody listening and going, well, clairvoyance or psychic stuff, psychic just meaning of the soul. We all have a soul. That's why we're breathing here right now. You could even take it one step further if you recognize, maybe you've heard stories of like a near-death experience. Typically, the person says, I am brought in on a gurney to, for surgery. And the next thing they know is, I am on the ceiling. That's two separate spaces. 
and the eye on the ceiling is looking down at the body and going, well, that's me, that's, but this is me on the ceiling too. And so for me, psychic just means that person on the ceiling, being more and more in touch with that person on the ceiling that's more connected to, the, to God, to the all, to uh, stream of consciousness, whatever you want to call it. So that's been my path, my task, is getting more and more in touch with that part of me, that higher self that's already connected to everything, putting that part in charge of what's on the gurney, <laughs> the body personality made up of the, the physical body, the emotions we think about, our thought processes, mindset, all of that's part of the, the part of us on the gurney. And I want to put the bigger me in charge of that. So that's that's what my path has been. But, you know, it was clumsy starting out because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know, you know, I just had all these sensitivities. And so for some people, one of the first sensitivities that opens up is feeling other people's emotions. You walk into a room and you go, oh, I can feel that person's upset over there. Or I can feel that person over there is um, happy. Or that person over there is going through a hard time. And then it starts to resonate like a string plucking that makes a vibration. And then all of a sudden, oh, I can feel their anxiety. And so what was happening for me as a child, and I didn't know this, was I was picking up a lot of the energy around me and feeling it, experiencing it, thinking it was mine, and then go to therapy later to try to solve it, but it was never mine to solve, you know. So it wasn't until I got into spiritual development in the 90s that that all started to shift and I was like oh my god this is what I've been looking for and I had no idea what to call it or or how to how to find it how confusing was it for you as a child to feel this energy and and believe it's you you know your feelings your issues and then to discover that it's not how does that how does that work, especially as a child? Well, as a child, you don't know. You just do what parents tell you and you follow the rules at school and you try to make good grades or you rebel against it all. <laughs> I did both <laughs> just to cover all the bases. <laughs> Why not? And um, I really didn't have any reference. I knew at the time I was looking out, I was looking in the universe, you know, like, there, I don't feel like there's anybody to really communicate on this level I'm looking for. I don't know what to call it. I don't know how to find it. There was no internet yet. <laughs> there was barely TV with the apple, with the, what do you call it? The, the rabbit ears. Oh, rabbit, right. <laughs> or the tinfoil. Yeah, before you had a remote. After My <laughs> sister, my younger sister was the remote for a long time. Um. But yeah, I, you know, growing up, I didn't know any of that. But the thing I didn't learn till much later, too, is I happened to be tuned in on a thought level, too. You could say telepathy. So I could tell if somebody's telling a truth or a lie. And I don't know if you experience this in the South or not, but you don't always hear the truth. You hear nice things that the, the other person, you think the other person can handle, but it might be a little white lie in there. That drove me crazy. <laughs> because 
I could see. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to have you around as a police officer because knowing when people are lying can be difficult. And I am one of those people that calls it out. So how difficult is it for you to not constantly, you know, look at people and say, "Mm, I know that's not true. Hey, no, no, bless your heart. I know that's not true. How how tough is that to do? (laughs) You had to get get one of bless your heart in an issue. Yes. 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 Now we have two in there. Okay. Heart. Do the heart. Yeah, (laughs) it's so good. I'm going to figure out how to do that. This is some magic happening, people. For those of you that are listening and not watching, somehow when I make a heart with my hands, a heart, hearts uh, appear on the screen flowing from my hands. I don't know what kind of magic this is, but I like it. Go ahead. Your newfound superpowers. (laughs) I love it. I'm I'm in for it. I love hearts. You know, the the thing about this kind of clairvoyant training that, that I learned is you can teach it. You can teach it to anybody and that we're all learning to open our abilities and everybody has innate intuition. You know, that's my sister calling. You know that, you know, I was just thinking about grandma today and I almost could smell her apple pie. And then you look at the calendar. Oh, it's her birthday. You know, uh, that we have all these little subtleties that are happening all the time. It's a matter of tuning in. As an officer, I'm sure you were acutely aware you have got body movements and and face and eyes and all that but then there's all these other levels going on too uh, but that can all that can be taught too i'll tell you a lot of people tend to turn it off though if if i've had many people come in and they say well i was intuitive as a kid and it scared me so so i turned it down or somebody comes or the opposite somebody comes into class later they don't know what clairvoyant training is. I didn't know what it was when I started. I just wanted to learn more about intuition and, um, you know, abilities and chakras and all that stuff. And um, I didn't know that this was, uh, that you could teach all this. There's a step-by-step process. Stuff gets in the way and you learn to clear the stuff. And then you're like, oh, gosh, if I were just feeling into it, which is kind of a popular adage, I might think one thing, but if I really look and see and know, oh, it's totally different than than what I thought. I actually had an opening one time, and by opening, I mean more susceptible to where other people are, kind of energetically. And I, I remember being in a Whole Foods, and um, you think of a Whole Foods as affluent people, and uh, well put together. You see somebody walk by and she's got on a nice business outfit and you go, oh, she's she's got it going on. But then I, all of a sudden I'm aware, oh, her sister has cancer. Wow. Okay. And then uh, another guy goes by and is, you know, uh, also business, well put together, sporty. And you think, oh, that guy's got it going on. Oh, he's in bankruptcy. Wow. You know, and um, all this information was there. And I think I turned some of that down for a while because I was like, I really don't need to know that. (laughs) That's too much. 
Well, you can dial it up and down. It's it's all it, it's under our own control. Just just like you've dealt with people too with trauma, right? Where victims of certain situations, um, that uh, victim space, you can learn to turn that up and down as well. And step by step process, or you know, I'm sure there's lots of experts on that. But I see it in a different way when I work with people individually. What happens when you do see those, I would say, more negative things, such as her sister has cancer or he's in bankruptcy? Is that something that you then share and talk about with the person? Not just a stranger in Whole Foods, but if it's if it's a friend or somebody that you're working with, how do you know what to share and what not to share with them? Sure, that's a good question. And just the same thing when somebody comes in for a private session, you know, reading or healing, I put up a, what I call a gauge, a, um, a havingness gauge. How much can that person receive? How much can they have of what I have to offer? And I watch that gauge. If it goes to like 50%, then I want to go just to 50%. I don't want to give 51. If I see it starting to go like the turkey thermometer, <laughs> back it off. <laughs> They're not ready to hear that. And I'm not going to open with something invalidating. I want to, I want to, my, my whole thing is I want to validate who the person really is. You mentioned earlier God and higher beings and spirituality. I know a lot of people who are very religious think that psychics or clairvoyance there's a there's a level of it it, it can't ex coexist basically so you can't believe in god and then believe in somebody that can see or feel energy and and break things down on a different level so how do you reconcile that and what do you say to the people who question the ability to do what you do and also be spiritual or religious? Sure. That's a, that's a very, uh, very good question. I got my Bible sitting right over there and I have a, a version, Peshitta version that's translated directly from Aramaic into English. So it doesn't go, you know, typically it goes into Greek and then English. So you got two different languages and different things going on. To me, I look to the original teachings of Jesus. And that's what the Bible says, too, is if you want to learn about me, look at how I live my life, basically. And so that's that's what I do. And this particular version, I feel, helps me to get that information because the translation in this version is more broad, more encompassing, which makes sense to me for the level of mastery that Jesus brought at the time, you know. And so I look at how he lived his life, how he interacted with people, kindness, love, and all that. So I'm looking and seeing rather than following someone else's um, dictate. Mm -hmm. So that's, the, you know, like if somebody says, when you feel into something, what do you feel? A kind of a typical energetic person. But I will go, I'm not feeling into it. That's actually a lower level of gaining information. It has to do with the energy center in the belly or lower than the belly. I want to go with higher awareness of just seeing and knowing truth. So 
I'm interested in seeing and knowing truth rather rather than following someone else's path uh, other than Jesus <laughs> or Christ. <laughs> so they're not juxtaposed to me. Um, uh, people are welcome to feel and, and understand and think and do whatever they want. I'm not in competition. I don't. I don't have anything to prove here. I'm just. Uh, you know, people come to me that can have what they're. Uh, what I have to offer. That's always my prayer is to bring in students and clients that can have what I have to offer. I absolutely love that. And I don't want to take that turn to a religious conversation because that could go all kinds of places. But I really appreciate what you said of, you know, that you are relying on that one higher teaching because I think religion in general is very convoluted. And, and there's a lot of issues that we see in different religions and hypocrisy and just things that aren't so positive. So I really love how you approach this and how you follow Christ and use your gifts to help other people. What is a session with you like? I'm interested in central truths, by the way. And if you look at different practices from native cultures or bigger cultures, there's central truths there that you'll find. And uh, that, that always interests me. And prayer and meditation, of course, a bigger mm -hmm. part of that. So what do, what's a session like? It's going to be a Zoom like this. <laughs> People can be anywhere in the world. I, I will close my eyes, go into a light uh, meditation space. Do you want to hear a little bit about you? You of don't course. have to say yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, the first thing I would say is that you've got a medium light blue energy around you that, that, um, you're a leadership type of soul. So someone that is bringing, that's guiding people to a new space. And you have a particular interest in, um, I see you almost like with a shield on your arm, like defending justice. So the type of a um, leadership soul that would be interested in perhaps the underdog or the, the person without as much a voice, um, but, but it's justice under there too. And you have this like shield and the shield still has a little residual energy of this is my badge of honor of how I have the information. I've lived it. So I can then get out my sword and lead the way for others. So that's just a quick kind of overview of the, the kind of the colors tell and energy, and I look at the hard drive of who the person is. Okay, you got a hard drive that's doing that. Maybe you got some apps running that's being a mom and a business owner and uh, uh, other things like that. Um, but that's that's the way I would um, look at somebody. If the colors show up. That plate, there are different places around you, and often it's our resistance to things in our space that can cause like a loop going on. So if somebody's like, man, I'm trying to find a good man, but I keep getting the same kind of thing showing up. <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh. And it could be um, really resistance to an old relationship sitting there. Okay, look on the timeline, 14 years old, and the way it left the person was feeling despondent or whatever. 
And that's, that picture is still sitting there and somebody else with a match for it gloms right onto it. Next thing you know, you got this, you left feeling the same way each time, each time. But the thing for me is that it's like spirits on your side going, hey, we're going to work on getting you free from that. Let's try it with another variation on that personality type. And so another guy shows up and you get a little better relationship and they go, oh, well, okay, well, it's better, but that's it's still, I still am left feeling this uh, despondent or whatever that picture in the space says. And you go, okay, well, okay, break up with that one. Oh, gosh, this one's really good. I like this one a lot. I think it's good. Oh, no, I still feel despondent. It's not so much about the guy sometimes. It's our resistance to that. In this example, like a 14-year-old Mm -hmm. uh, situation that's not totally let go of yet. I mean, what's the answer to our growth? Forgiveness. It's the same thing Jesus taught, right? Forgiveness. So if there's some old loop running, it's just, it's almost always about some part of letting go and resist. And, and it's not letting somebody off the hook for hurting us, but it's like, okay, I don't like that. That happened. That uh, was really unpleasant. And I'm, I'm going to forgive so I can have my power back. You know, it's not forgiving to get them off the hook. It's, it's forgiving to get your ourselves uh, off the hook and re reclaim our own power. So to me, those show up in what we call pictures. You know, we've done the therapy and everything, but sometimes you go, oh, yeah, but I can read that this is what the guy looked like and that's what the hair looks like. And this is, you know, it's, it's still there. <laughs> so just a little more, a little more fine tuning on that forgiveness and then then you'll be good. <laughs> you know, we find a lot of people, unfortunately, have been through some type of trauma. We are mm -hmm. seeing it more and more and people are opening up a little bit more. And one of the things that I have noticed is that there is a pretty large group of people who are anti-therapy. Um, and maybe they've tried it and just had a really bad experience, or maybe they they just have some type of block where they aren't willing to do that. Can you talk about what it's like to work with somebody like you, a clairvoyant, in healing that trauma and moving forward. Yeah, I'm not sure about I haven't heard about people feeling that way. I don't don't know about that. Uh, but I can tell you about <clears throat> working this way. It's very very healing to get this style of reading. What I'm doing is not future forecasting at all. Uh, if I'm reading a relationship space, for example, I, I don't know what experience you want. I'm not going to say <laughs> date or don't date this, you know, this person. <laughs> Explore, have fun, learn something. It's it's mostly about learning. Uh, oh, what was your question? <laughs> I get it so many ideas one. at one time. <laughs> um, if somebody has gone through trauma, what is it like working with somebody yes. like you? What? What will make them feel at ease? Because I do hear a lot from people. They're like, I've, I've done the therapy thing. I didn't yeah. like it. I'll never do it again. Yeah. What can they get from somebody like you? How can we drive them to get help oh, nice. from somebody like you versus yeah. therapy if that's not right for them? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, whether people have a past trauma or 
are just dealing with not enough syndrome, which I would say probably 98% of people that come in have some variety of not enough running, even if they're CEOs of something really uh, outstanding. But I've heard a lot of people say too, in this that that have received this style of reading that it's equivalent of, a, you know, sometimes years of therapy. But what it's doing is looking on different levels. So not just the emotional space, we'll see the emotional space. We'll also see the physical place. I mentioned that because sometimes if somebody's got some energy maybe trapped in their heart and their resistance pushing against that, I don't like that, I don't like that, I don't like that. Why do I have chest pain? I need to go to the doctor and get rid of the chest pain. Well, a doctor might help, but if you're getting the right medicine and you still have these two conflicting things sitting here, then what I can help them with is take a look at your resistance to that original thing that's sitting there. Here's the timeline, here's the situation where it came in and it's just been sitting there getting these two energies hitting together and now causing physical pain. We would re release our own resistance first, then you can let go of the other part. And so it's reading those energies, and especially if somebody's got trauma, what's really helpful is to look at, okay, very often it's male to female. Let's just make that an example. Uh -huh. So um, uh, a, a woman has experienced a trauma. I can read the man and where he came from. How did he come to be that way? And it gives a deeper understanding sometimes of how that situation played out. And, and the idea of that is to help in more and more letting go, uh -huh. letting go. If we have the idea that that person can never get off the hook because it wasn't okay, it's correct, that's not okay. But holding, holding them accountable, what happens is this is what our energy does. And wherever you go, that energy still <laughs> is still sitting there. Okay, I'm over here and I'm getting rid of that idiot. And now I'm over here and I'm getting rid of that idiot. But wait a minute, it's still an inch from my jaw, right where the, the pain was. And um, so the reading can help get a little bit of under deeper understanding of how, uh, how things came about to get to more of a place of forgiveness. There's a ton of tools here too, but ultimately I'm not performing magic on anybody. I'm helping bring out uh, who they really are. And of course, a lot of talk about forgiveness or letting go. That's where the magic happens. I Actually, I'll tell you, uh, oh yeah, do the, do the heart. <laughs> That's where I'll the magic you, happens. I'll tell you a story. I shared this in another podcast, but a man came in and he wrote like a five page testimonial. So I can say a little bit more about the situation. Um, he didn't know what it was. I was up at a, um, a healing resort and uh, he saw the sign. He went, oh, what's this? I'm going to check it out. And he came in, didn't really even have questions. And it's not my typical type. He looked like he, a lot of tattoos um, and and uh, big like biker guy. Now, I, I ride motorcycles, too. So I'm like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so he came in, sat down. He said, I don't know. I just saw your picture and I thought I should come in. And so I'm just doing kind of a general uh, healing or whatever. And I get to some energy in his leg. And I said, well, this is all knotted up, like like really tied up in, in, a, in a knot here. And he said, oh, yeah, I had three surgeries. The doctors said I'll never walk again. 
and I have pain anytime I go further than so many steps. I used to be very athletic and all kinds of sports and stuff. And I started reading the energy in there. And I said, well, th there's a relationship here. But the trick is it's not allowed. This particular one is not allowed by someone's standards. And, um, and, and, he, and I said, here's the timeline. Whoop, boom, here's how old you were. And he went, oh, yeah. Yep, I know that one. <laughs> and it was the same thing we were just talking about was his resistance when he was able to let go of the resistance and then, you know, I could help him unravel that a little more. He totally got it. And he's an adult now. That's a long time ago. And he really got it. And he really wanted to be free of it. He just really just stepped into it. And he's like, let, let it all go. He walked back to his room, uh, which is a hundred steps to get up to where he was staying. And he realized his leg didn't hurt. It always hurts, but it didn't hurt. And he was like, this is weird. I'm going to try it out a little more. So he walked another quarter mile down the road and he couldn't find the pain. The pain was gone. That's how powerful our own emotions and resistance can be and sometimes that's a dramatic example but sometimes it's just you know we release these old resistances or pain pictures and then the medicine can work you know then the treatment that mm -hmm. the therapy can work you're like i'm using the right stuff it's the right amount it's the right dosage it's the right person ah but there's a stuck pattern there a limiting belief that came in a long time ago that is amazing. And what I love about it is that you aren't saying, you know, you don't need these other things, perhaps, you know, the right medicine or the right treatment, but sometimes it's a combination of yeah. things that you need to help you. And that's, that's mind blowing. I think. Yeah. I mean, you might need that surgery, uh, but you know, we can, we can set that up as a sanctuary space too, for everything mm -hmm. to go. I actually had a nurse come in one time who needed to have a surgery. She was scared to death of having surgery and she helps in surgery and she knew everybody. Um, and uh, I worked with her to set it up the energy and kind of help get rid of some of the, it was a past trauma or something. I don't remember, but uh get rid of that and and to show her how to set the energy. And she said it was the most amazing experience. Everybody was happy that day. Everything went smooth. It went quickly. I knew everybody total 180 of, being, of not wanting to schedule this for years because she was afraid. Wow. I mean, that's a testimonial right there. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> Well, you noticed my tattoo earlier, and you just talked about the gentleman that you worked with who has tattoos. So I just feel like this is the perfect segue for us to have a quick chat about tattoos before I let you go. Uh, I think when we first met, I had on long sleeves, so you probably could not see my tattoos, but I have a lot of them. This yeah. is only a couple. Um, I love them. Uh, they tell a story and you, without me ever telling you, actually knew part of the story. So we'll talk about that later. Oh, I know that you don't have any tattoos, but I would love to know if you were going to get one, what would you get? Where would you put it? And tell us the story behind why you would do that. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty boring that way. I'm also afraid of needles. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I still really, love you. I, I swear a needle comes towards my body and my, my veins move out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, nope. <laughs> I would get a tree of life. I would oh. get some sacred geometry. If you think about the tree of life, it's a sacred geometry of all that is. It's like the geometry for God. I would totally get that. I have it on uh, like a crystal sitting right here. I got it on a necklace. <laughs> you know, I would totally do that. I don't know where I'd put it. So the last thing is to put it on you. Yeah. I wear it in a necklace almost every day. Not today. I was earlier, but... Can I, can I get you into a temporary tattoo? Sure. Nice. Okay. Let's do some sacred geometry. Yeah. I love it. Okay. I'm in. We, we have a plan now. Julia, where can people find you? So if they want to sit down with you over Zoom and have an amazing session and really clear out some of those blocks, get past some of that trauma work through some of the issues that they're having. Uh, if they want to talk to you about Corn Tassel Trail and how amazing <laughs> living there was and growing up there and hearing the Speedway from miles away, uh, if, if they want to do any of that or if they want to come apply your Tree of Life temporary tattoo, where can they find you? <laughs> I'm uh, My website, juliaherrell.com, H-A-R-R-E-L-L. Uh, there's a green window comes over, sign up, get a free class. So everything's on there, classes and all. I'm on the socials for people that resonate with this kind of work. I have a Reels series called Pro Tips for Spiritual Seekers. You can find me on Instagram, Julia Harrell Spiritual Guide, or on Facebook, Julia Harrell Clairvoyant. A YouTube channel is there. I'll, I'll be building that in the future too. Awesome. Well, you have been absolutely amazing. I appreciate you taking the time to share with me and the audience a little bit about who you are, what you do, and how we can get better and heal from trauma. I'm going to give you one more heart. One more, I don't know if it, more, yep, yeah. there it is. Oh, it's so good. One more heart for you. Thank you so much for spending the time with me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Absolute delight to be here. Thanks for inviting me. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and follow us on social media so you'll never miss what's going on. Remember, until next week, you are strong enough and you are worth it. Thank you for listening to the Strong Enough Podcast. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform by searching Strong Enough. And on YouTube, we're on the Spear Talk channel. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Strong Enough Pod. If you have suggestions for an upcoming episode or a future guest, please reach out at strongenoughpod at gmail.com. Remember, you are worth it.